genre. Welcome to the Jay and Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Dogma, one minute at a time. Today we're covering Minute 8, quite possibly the greatest plenary indulgence minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And I'm Craig Cohen from Slycast, the podcast that you can hear me and Jeff on every time Haley's Comet comes around. So uh, <laughs> look forward to that. Also part of the Stallone Fan Podcast Network, where I do a mo- monthly show with Doug from Rocky Minute and Ryan from Going the Distance, the Rocky and Creed series podcast. Um, fun show. Fun show. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's great listening to you. Like two years ago on our show, we're talking about the movie we're doing. And it's like only like a movie or two ago. <laughs> like, oh, it's like Judge Dredd. I'm like, yeah, we just covered that. It was like the like two movies ago. Judge Dredd took me, I think I it took me 16 months from the time we recorded that to the time I was able to edit it and post it. And I think the only reason I sat down and edited it and posted it is because I was uh, temporarily furloughed here at work. And, you know, at the start of the pandemic, and I was like, well, I got to start finding stuff to do. <laughs> I was like, I might as well finally dust off that Judge Jed recording and do it. I remember so, when it posted, I'm like, did we post that already? Like, I couldn't even remember. And then I couldn't remember, like, was I on it? Because <laughs> like, I couldn't even remember. <laughs> yeah. The Slycast is, is, a, was a, is always a duff, difficult show to edit because we do, like, these marathon sessions. You know, our episodes, you know, we've done three-hour episodes before, and, you know, Editing a three-hour episode isn't fun, <laughs> especially like when you're involving me and I have like a, a, a zoo here, you know, where you've got, you know, dogs and birds and, you know, police sirens and murders being committed outside. Um, I know. And then we're, you know, I keep uh, ripping on my Kunda and he keeps threatening to kill me. So like we always got to cut that out just legally. <laughs> I keep, but, you know, I keep I keep trying to remind him who won that best supporting actor again, and then he gets all mad. Oh, oh, yeah, that's that's been a, a sore spot for him. It's like a band aid you keep ripping off. I, I got to say, Jeff, you know we've tackled. You know, I think we've reached a point in in Stallone's career where I, I think you know, with the exception of you know the Rocky movies he's made since then, um, and and the Rambo films he's made since then, I think we pretty much covered every. Stallone movie that we really need to cover on the show. <laughs> oh, I, what I was thinking was maybe we need to go back to uh, the format that we did before, where we'd hit like three or four movies at once. Yeah, uh-huh. be like, all right, mm-hmm. like listen, yeah, well, you get you got a half hour to get out everything you want to talk about with this movie. <laughs> like, yeah, no, well, I, I was I, thinking after I don't know daylight. If I can, yeah, can I talk about like a you know bullet to the head for two hours? I just don't know that I can. Yeah, my, my I, I was thinking like after daylight we could pretty much finish you know finish the nineties as one episode and then yeah and then take it in blocks up until like you know and then do a block up to whatever you know came out right before Balboa you know Balboa of course would be its own episode Rambo would be its own episode and then do like another block maybe lump all the Expendables movies together and and that as soon as one of- Last Blood. Yeah, and as soon as one person starts crying, then you know it's time to move on from that movie. It's like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And thankfully, it's, we don't. It's we always don't, a, f- yeah, yeah. Thankfully, we don't have to deal with it. Right now, we're in a good spot. We're we're with Dogma. We're not in. We're not where uh, Kevin hits started hitting foul balls. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this minute starts with a door opening, ah, and the fallibility of church law. It ends with. So we got a lot to cover, and we're going to spend most of that time. 
uh, moving along on the people mover with Matt and Ben. Yeah. Now, now that church that we see in the news report, that was actually really in Jersey, right? I know last minute we talked about how they shot this in Pittsburgh, but... I think I, that was I, one of the I, few exteriors they actually did. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that's a church I've I've seen in person. Um, you know, when I used to go to to Red Bank and you know go to the the secret stash and stuff. Which did the secret stash move again? Yes, yes. it did. Yeah. It moved. Would it move about a block down the street again? That's what I think it was about a block. They walked down. <laughs> did he move to a, like a smaller spot or a bigger spot? Like I wonder what that was about. I don't know if they just got rented out of their place. Did you hear the other thing um, about? Walt, no. Uh, um, Walt was demoted from the the operator of the store, and Zapsek was made the operator of the store. No way! Hmm. I kid you no not. They said it on Tell Him Steve, Dave. Wow. I, I assume it's because like Walt doesn't he's, do that anymore. Yeah, he's just like, too busy. Well, he doesn't do like comics. He doesn't. He's not into that. So he's just like, it's tough to have the person running your comic book store, someone who doesn't do it yeah. anymore. <laughs> like he, he flat out says, like he hasn't read a new comic in like ten years. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Well, That's like, definitely not the kind of guy you want running a comic store. <laughs> yeah, and like I'm sure he doesn't do. The last episode, now I'm a couple episodes behind on Tell Him Steve. The last last episode I listened to, he's like, yeah, he's like, I still try to go down to the store, you know, every day, and he's like, and I still, you know, interact with the customers. It doesn't even sound like he works there. Mm. It sounds like Kevin's just paying him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, well, how's he making any money? But apparently, Kevin's just paying them at that point. I, I, I don't think Kevin really he's, gives a shit. Kevin, he's Kevin got that fat him. AMC money. Yeah, I mean, he's oh, got yeah. he's, he's got the comic book. Mo- men money but i don't know what that's like i mean the, if nothing else working at the comic book store is like that you're drawing a paycheck at least right i don't but know i was gonna go over there and see if he would draw something for me you know <laughs> give him give him 20 bucks or something yeah but i mean i if that store had such a distinctive um uh, out front of it I, you know to take that down and that and to have to move it and to have to reface the store you know what though i, I guess it's not that not that crazy we had a kiss mini golf here in Las Vegas that was on, um, it was like off strip and it was in a shopping mall. And after they moved to the Rio, um, it became like a hot dog stand. So, um, and they took the big kiss thing off the front and you wouldn't be able to tell that it was ever there. So I guess you can do the same thing with the, the Jay and Silent Bob, uh, marquee. Yeah. I'm sure they found, I don't know. What I don't know is what's moving into their space where they were. Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe we'll know by the end of this. Um, <laughs> So we start out the minute with Grant Hicks talking about plenary indulgence. He's going through the very thing. And it looks like every local newscast you've ever seen. <laughs> they really nailed that. Yeah. <laughs> Even with the dumb shot of the door opening and like a little yeah. bit. And they had to shoot. You know how it is. You're shooting a church. You got to shoot the stained glass. That's just the way it is. He even does like the head tilt where he's like for Sunday news and his head goes back and comes forward. It's just like and he's I'm Grant Hicks and his head comes forward again. <laughs> So, so we were talking last minute about, you know, where Grant Hicks ended up. So if he's doing a Sunday report, he's definitely on his way up. Because if he's this young and he's on his way down, um, you can't imagine how far down he would have ended up. Yeah, I don't know. Is this, is this a – is doing the plenary indulgence, is that like a – is that a good gig or a bad gig? Well, he's like because, the on-location guy, right? Yeah, but like – He's not at the homicide. Well, it's Red Bank, though. I was going to say he's not at, like, a murder scene or anything, but, like, you really wouldn't have that in Red Bank. Uh, but he's also not doing, like, uh, hey, we're at the local school. Like, that's the real bottom of the barrel. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like bring your pet to school day. <laughs> or you're at the nursing home for somebody's 100th birthday. <laughs> do you guys watch Last Week Tonight? Oh, yeah, I do. 
they, this past yeah. week they did a thing of you know uh, newscasters making uh, women hundred year old women and uh, uncomfortable saw, on their birthday. I saw it. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> the one lady was like, "How do you feel?" She's like, "I'm tired." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And she's like, oh, it's probably because you got up early. She's like, no. <laughs> yeah, funny stuff. Yeah, that, that lady definitely died at the end of that interview. Oh. <laughs> All right, so here's the question. Um, these people movers, I basically only see them at airports and Disney World. That's pretty mm-hmm. much it. Um, when you're on them, do you stand still or do you walk? Uh, I like to stand still until I see people coming up behind me and then I feel – you know, obligated to walk. I knew you stood still, you lazy bastard. <laughs> I'm tired don't use, too. Don't use, the, yeah, right. Don't use the people mover if you're if you're gonna walk. There, there's perfectly right. That's how I feel. pavement. Listen, the people mover is to move people, not to make me look like I'm running through the mall. It's stupid. There's no reason for me to, to be walking on that thing. Now, here's well, the and then if if you're walking, when you get to the end. You have to stop or else the forward momentum's really gonna screw with you. <laughs> right, you're gonna jump off. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to two 83 year old men here. <laughs> if you were supposed to walk there, did the walking spot. It, now I'll Jeff, tell you this. If I'm at an airport, I'm not walking. <laughs> because <laughs> I can't be bothered. Um but if I'm in a place like Disney World, I may walk. If it's a long one, sometimes I lay down on it and take a nap. Oh, for God's sake. You're going to lay down on a people mover in Florida? <laughs> no, definitely not. It's probably freaking 150 <laughs> degrees and disgusting. I was going to say, you might not be able to get up. You might have to peel yourself off the floor. <laughs> Did you guys notice any of the stores that they pass? Oh, when they go past scooters? Yeah. I, I Googled scooters and I found, like, I, I, I couldn't find if it was a real business or not. I mean, I assume it's a Hooters knockoff. Oh, scooters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that nun's having a real good time in there. Oh, yeah. The nun from the previous scene who um, <laughs> Loki talked out of her faith um, yeah. goes into scooters and comes out with a beer. <laughs> she's and, holding it up in the air like she's like she's uh, praying to it. <laughs> now, I yeah, assume they didn't film that at an actual airport. Uh, I don't know where the hell they are for this because I didn't see it in the cast locations. Yeah, I'll have to listen to the commentary track for this again. I did, but the, well, here's the problem. There's yeah. there's two commentary tracks. I've only listened to the first half of the first one. The problem is the first one is the one that like Jason Lee and Ben Affleck and Jason oh, like Hughes the are on. One. Oh yeah, so they're bullshitting the whole time. <laughs> so yeah. like, you know, at one point, uh, like when Ben Affleck first comes on scene, other people are talking. He's like, "All right, shut up, shut up." The movie's starting. <laughs> this was like old, like fun Ben Affleck. Who's on there? It was like the last time he was fun for like 15 years. <laughs> and then, you know, he, he, you know, started having, you know, personal problems and overbearing women in his life. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. Those are some of my favorite commentary tracks. Like there's a, there's a handful of movies that I've actually watched the commentary track like more than once. And most of the Kevin Smith's movies are on there. There was also a movie that came out probably around the same time as this. Um, Rules of Attraction. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, with James the, Vanderbeek movie, yeah. and there's like three or four commentary tracks on that DVD, and one of them is Carrot Top watching the movie for the first time. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, <laughs> which <Why>? is awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they couldn't find any anybody more random than that. Yeah, it's like Carrot, <laughs> Carrot Top reacting to the movie. He's like, "No, don't do that. What are you doing?" It's it's, <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's it's what it, it's another good. Good commentary track. Yeah, I mean, 
I haven't listened to many commentary tracks lately. I was really into it for like that first 10 years of DVDs. Yeah, yeah. Where you're like, oh man, I got, it's got a commentary track. I gotta listen to it. And then you realize like three quarters of all commentary tracks are like the same thing. I'm just like, yeah, I remember filming this scene. Weren't we in Atlanta? I'm like, that's it. The, I remember the Matrix one was horrific. There'd be like 10 minute gaps of like nobody talking. Oh, yeah. And it was just like, oh my God. Like, that's what happened. But you get someone like, the difference is you get someone like Kevin Smith who's not going to allow there to be. Yeah. Five seconds of nobody talking, oh, God. and he's just if, a, if, if, if he's there, there's not five seconds of nobody talking. Yeah. He's, so he the is. dogma one apparently what happened was they did the first commentary and Mosier said something <laughs> to uh, Kevin like we never talked about the movie. Mm-hmm. So then there's a technical commentary yeah, where they kick all the actors out, it, and it's, it's just like, like I think oh. it's DP Dave and yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I haven't listened to that one yet. Yeah, there's another really good commentary track. There's a great movie from the late '90s called Caught Up. It was like um, the '90s equivalent of like black exploitation. I don't know if you guys remember that in like the late '90s. There was like a lot of one. like, um, but that was like Bokeem Woodbine and the commentary track on there. I think it's like Bokeem Woodbine, the director and the director of photography. And there's a whole sequence where they talk about lighting uh, a black man's bald head. So you don't get a so you don't get a glare off of it. It's 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 worth it just for that. Like they're having like a serious technical discussion about how to light Bokeem Woodbine's bald head. Yeah, and I know if you listen to uh, Tropic Thunder, the commentary on that he's in he's in character. He's in character. He's in character the whole time. Robert which play, Jr. which pays off a joke in the movie where he yeah. says, "I don't break character until I record the DVD commentary." <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> All right. uh, speaking of ridiculous in the background are the, the problem is if you're trying to like watch the scene it's tough to watch the scene and try to watch what Battery Aberlene's up to in the background because she's got a whole set of business going on back there yeah so well I mean to run quickly through what she does she comes out with the um, the beer the first time the uh, server tries to take it away from her I think she gets it away from her once and then she's holding up she has something else she took from in there I can't tell what the other thing is it looks like a candle but uh, when it they does, take the beer it, from her she- she also has a cigarette in her mouth, and that disappears somewhere too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then she uh, she gets about halfway down the the scene with these guys, and then kind of takes off the other direction with the server still with her hands wrapped around her waist. It, it looks like the server's dragging her away, and she's dancing away as the server's <laughs> pulling her away. <laughs> it's pretty good. So what the boys actually talk about during this is they they get a thing sent to them about well the very beginning. Grant Hicks mentions plenary indulgence, and then they start talking about it. Uh, Chris, what's plenary indulgence? In my notes, I have, can't find anything about this. Did Kevin make this up? (laughs) Okay, so in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the definition of plenary indulgence is a remission of the entire temporal punishment for sin. Okay. So it's basically what he said it is. It's Yeah. My problem is, is it only this church? Because of what reason? Well, indulgence is... the archway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, plenary indulgence is one type of thing. If you want to learn all about indulgences, uh, go back to like the 16th and 17th century right. uh, of the Catholic Church. Basically, that kind of leads to this part of the, the breaking of the church, the Protestant Revolution, all that comes not just from this. But they were selling – basically, you you would buy your way into heaven. Right. Which – so it would be like, hey, you know, if you give uh, the, old, the old pope over here enough money, I'll get you right into heaven. <laughs> So, yeah, but my question was, could they do that at any church or just this church for some reason? Well, no, they're doing it here. The, the thing is, nobody does indulgences anymore oh, because okay. it's insane. I got it. And everybody knows that it's bullshit. So that church he's doing, doing it because he's, okay. he's, you know, George Carlin and he's right. doing it. 
and it's a loophole to you know you can get absolved of your sin even though you shouldn't be yeah right the first known use of plenary indulgence was in the year 1625 so it's just a a type of indulgence so where do you think kevin got like the it it seems like it's a pretty deep cut um so i guess they still do plenary indulgences but it's not like the difference is they don't like do an archway and hey everybody walks through it and every single person gets all their sins taken away (laughs) um they're like so I'll read you a, a quote here. It's uh, the ceremony took place at 6 p.m. Concluded with Pope Francis granting plenary indulgences, which are spiritual pardons to the infected, those in quarantine as well, family members, healthcare workers, and more. So basically, you can still give a plenary indulgence, but it's somebody giving it to somebody. It's not you like, just walk hey, everybody that walks past here, no matter what your crime is, <laughs> like <laughs> how many people you murdered, raped, killed. You know, right, kill somebody on the steps and walk right in here. You'll be no fine. matter how many capitals you attack, you're good to go. But these two have to cut their wings off, right? So they can become mortal. First. Well, that, yeah, that's a whole thing. Well, and the problem is this scene, which seems so minor, is actually what sets up everything that happens in this movie. <laughs> it's the whole entire plot point of the movie because like, just yeah. this, this conversation. Loki brings up all the key points, and Bartleby just goes right over them. He brings <laughs> up the, the most key point of who sent us this. Yeah. And Bartleby's like, who cares who sent it to us? And the whole movie pivots on that point. Yeah. Of like, it, if, like, it had to occur to him, like, nobody knows we're here except for people that were in heaven. Why would someone right. send you this? Yeah. It's actually a really good example of exposition and screenwriting that actually doesn't feel like exposition and screenwriting. Because it has that ultimate, when the movie's said and done, you go, oh, shit. You know what? They right. did mention that back there. But it wasn't. But, they didn't shine a light on it to make you look at it. But it was there. It was. They didn't hide it. It was right in plain sight. Right now, it sounds like two guys bullshitting. Is what it sounds like. Yeah. Even though it's important stuff, it just sounds like they're you know bickering back and forth. Well, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like one guy who wants to do something and the other guy who wants to argue against it. Yeah. yeah. It's it's you trying to say you want to go out that night and your friend being like, "Oh come on, man! It's you know it's St. Patrick's Day. There's gonna be a million people out there. I don't want to go." And it's that. And then you go, no, but like, listen, they got like dollar beers there. Like, that's why we got to go. And that's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Is this where the minute where they also talk about not having butts? No, that that, I believe minute? that's next minute. That okay. is the next minute. <laughs> See, again, this is the problem you run into with Kevin Smith because all his scenes are five minutes long of conversations. So yeah. you're trying to remember where exactly the conversation breaks off. <laughs> well, this one, it, basically, he explains. Exp- for some reason, he needs to explain plenary indulgences to this other angel who doesn't know what they are. <laughs> well, well you if you think about it, that, that works because he's sitting around watching cartoons. It doesn't seem like he's the type that really paid attention. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I do like how upset he gets. He's like, well, you know, we're going to have to die. And he's like, die? I don't want to die. <laughs> he's like, he's an angel. I don't understand how he has almost any concept of death. Yeah. Well, and like, then they're we, not even sure if they can die. Yeah. Yeah, because, well, Bartleby seems to know that they can die. As long as they cut their wings off and transubstantiate the humans. Right. But the problem is he says it with such authority. Part of me is like, does he know this for sure or is he just assuming? <laughs> like that's what's going to happen. I mean I have been trying to read uh, Paradise Lost in preparation for this podcast. Unfortunately, I don't know if anybody else has ever read something from the 17th century. I'll tell you right now it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, good luck. You should have got the audible version. I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's how Jeff reads. When he says he read something, it means he listened to it all. Well, I also it, it read counts, things. But like, it counts. <laughs> it does but count. I the do. problem is it's so 
it's dense and it's it's all in like poem form. Oh no! So like I can only listen to like twenty minutes a day, and I'm like, that's all I got. Like, cause it's like twenty minutes, my mind starts wandering, yeah, and it's okay. a shame because the stuff that they're explaining, you're like, oh man, if you just if you cut out all this poetic bullshit and made this into like a, a ten episode series, this shit would be awesome. <laughs> Because there's great stuff happening, but it's a lot of talking about it. <laughs> like you can see how people pull stuff out of it and make, you know, great paintings and make great stories about it. But like, yeah, I mean, there's a reason, you know, from 400 years ago, stuff gets a little, gets a little tough. I was like, oh, I'll just listen to this before the podcast. It'll take me a couple days. I'll be right up. No. <laughs> is it read by a British dude? It is, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like. And every once in a while, it'll, like, it'll start really ramping up. Like, something will start happening. And I'm like, all right. You know, Satan's yeah. in there. We're about something to happen. Oh, shit, we're talking again. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Pacing was completely different 400 yeah. years ago. It's like you an know, hour in. I'm like, is anything going to happen in this fucking thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, they should have got, like, Sam Elliott to read it or something. That would have been cool. Oh, I thought you were going to say Sam Jackson to read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can read anything. Yeah. And, it, like, let him just ad lib as he goes along. <laughs> yeah. And that's when motherfucking Lucifer came in. Like, yeah, it's the best. <laughs> it's like the Cliff Notes version by Sam Jackson. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, like I said, 40 seconds in, he asks who sent the paper. We blow right over it like it's nothing. And it's like, if they would have actually stopped and thought about it right then, they probably, I don't know if they would have done what they were supposed to do, but, like, they're two fairly smart guys. They were angels, for God's sake. <laughs> like, they might have been able to figure out what was going on. Yeah, I think they were, I think they were so driven, though, to get back. That it blinded them to, you know, to some of the hurdles or some of the, you know, the, the downside to it, really. Yeah. I do like that he says, um, you know, we'll die and then we'll go to heaven. I'm sure he'll just forgive and forget. <laughs> Has he not read the Bible? I don't see a lot of forgiving and forgetting in that, especially in the first no. half. <laughs> like, God, God wasn't always down with forgive and forget. It was a lot of, like, you wronged me and I smite you. There was a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. Especially and- with the angels that crossed them. And then also remember for the you know the the final minutes of this movie he used the word him too as well yeah oh well, yeah or the but pronoun say, him yeah. I think and then the, later on it becomes her and it goes all over the place and I think basically what they come to at the end is like you can, there is no word for what for what God is like there is no him it's not a him it's not a her it's you could say whatever you want but your pronoun means nothing mm-hmm. well I mean if you don't have a but I assume you don't have the the, you don't have the other part as well, yeah. Yeah. Because doesn't Chris Rock, like, drop his drawers in a later minute? Yes. No, not... not and he's like... Uh, Chris Rock's like, all man, baby. <laughs> Chris... Chris... Oh, it's Chris, Chris Rock's Rock. a man. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's Alan Rickman. Oh, oh okay, yeah. He's like yeah, Chris, a... Because like Chris a, Rock's a man. A he, yeah. yeah, he's a regular guy. Yeah. A oh, yeah, he was an apostle. Apostle, yeah, yeah that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, he... And the last thing we hear is church laws are fallible because they're created by man. Ha, <laughs> ha. Judging by some of the church laws over the last, you know, 2,000 years, I'll say they're fallible. (laughs) There's nothing better than when a church law just changes. When it's just like, well, the guy that's in charge now just said that our whole world just changed. So, okay. (laughs) Like, what? What did he get? Did he get like a, you know, he got a note card from the boss? I got an email from God. He said, we don't do Latin masses no more. Like, what? Okay. (laughs) That's craziness. All right, I think we've offended enough uh, religious people for this minute. Did we not cover anything this minute? It's just uh, basically a long walk through the airport, which Kevin somehow makes interesting. Yeah, my only note was was scooters, so um, I checked my (laughs) note. (laughs) I 
I mean, the only Scooters that I know is from the Muppet Show. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, his sister died. You know, yeah, poor Skeeter. She was in the Muppet Babies, and then she was, what happened to her? I don't. Nobody knows what happened to Skeeter. She, she got sent to Vietnam. <laughs> got, he had a sister named Skeeter, and we never saw her again after Muppet. Oh my babies. god! Oh, she's like the uh, she's like the brother on Happy Days. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she just disappeared. <laughs> oh my god! Look at that! Look at your deep Muppet ba- the Muppet Babies knowledge. <laughs> That didn't even oh. make the list of uh, what? Uh, well, that was an '80s cartoon, I guess. That wasn't a '90s cartoon. See, that, '80s that and '90s, just, yeah. yeah. '80s and '90s bleed together for me. I well, really and don't. I would say even some of those, whether well, on that '90s list, where like I don't think a South Park has a '90s show. Like it came out in 1999, for God's sake. Like it's right, right. on the edge there. But yeah, a Scooter is like five minutes, Kermit. Oh, I sure miss my sister. <laughs> <laughs> what'd you What'd you say? Hey, Scooter. What'd you say? Oh, oh not the boss. <laughs> <laughs> and hangs himself in the back. <laughs> oh man! All right, now that we've uh, we've covered Muppet Suicide, I think we can move on. Uh, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you plug something, Greg? <laughs> oh yeah, um, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, but um, the Slycast, the Sylvester Stallone fan podcast that that me and Jeff, um, it was the first first podcast we ever did together. There's a ton of content there if you're looking for something to listen to. Uh, I'm really proud of the work we did on Slycast, and I think we had some great uh, conversations, and we covered some some good movies and some bad movies. And then also, I've been slowly uploading those once a month uh, on the Sylvester Stallone Fan Podcast Network, which I also um, am a part of, and that includes Rocky Minute and Going the Distance, the Rocky and Creed series. So uh, a lot of great content there if you're a Stallone fan or an action movie fan. Also, if you like the sound of our voices, we've been on the Rocky Minute more than once. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Jeff's, Jeff's been on Sidecase, but I've been on the Rocky Minute, too. Actually, I think the second uh, Rocky two, I think Jeff left me, and I think I got stuck there by myself. <laughs> well, and I think, Doug is trying to, I think Doug is trying to break the Judge Dredd record with the amount of time that Rocky three is going to be in pre-production before he releases the episodes. We, we, we recorded our Rocky three minutes like a year ago. I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. I, I, I've moved... I moved to my house in November of 2019. I'm pretty sure I recorded my minutes um, in in my old apartment. <laughs> All I remember about our Rocky Three minutes is uh, Doug messaged me a couple weeks later and said, uh, "You didn't drink on my podcast and you sucked." <laughs> so he told me <laughs> he wanted you. He wanted you drunk. <laughs> I don't know. He said I was better in Rocky One and Rocky Two, but Rocky Three I wasn't good because I wasn't drinking. That's what he told oh, me. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> so All we right. are the Jay and Silent Bob minute. My God, finally. <laughs> Go check out moviesbyminutes.com. You'll find Rocky Minute over there. Uh, pay special attention to Star Wars Minute. They're the ones who started this format. Uh, you got anything else, Jeff? It's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. <laughs> <laughs>